Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. For the past year, Oh-ho. we've been playing some games. How many games have we played, Edwin? According to my tally, 49. We've played 49 games <laughs> in the year of 2018. And so, we thought maybe we should take this time to review, look back, reminisce on some of those games. I'm quite proud that we managed 49 games. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's quite an achievement. <laughs> I mean, I, I know it's weekly, but still somehow to think 49 games. I've installed 49 games on my phone right. and deleted 48 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of, when I look at the list, I'm like, oh, this is almost like yeah. <laughs> a professional. Like, this seems like a very professional list of games that we've reviewed on this year's podcast. And if you were here last year, you may remember that we had some hilarious categories of games for our yearly review and this year we are doing the same i'm I'm looking forward to this i i you know looking back in some of these games there were some that uh i would like to recall and reminisce through your your quirky categories (laughs) (laughs) all right so we should go through category by category and then culminating in the grand finale where we announce our own game of the year 2018 seven days to play game of the year 2018 right here folks well, we'll do our individual ones, and then maybe we'll try and come to an agreement on a single game that yeah. the show then recommends. I think that's fair. Okay. All right. Because I, I think our, show, our individual games of the year will be different. But who knows? We do not know. Well, let's see what happens. Yep. It's, it's all, we're all just free, free balling here. No, that's not the right word. <laughs> no, that's not the right word. We're just spitballing here. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> free balling, spitballing. I can see where the confusion arises. <laughs> Let's move it on. First category. Game that from looking at that list of games you've played, you have absolutely no recollection of playing. Yeah, this is a good one because there's <laughs> right. one that really stood out. And I that have was, two. <laughs> that was Fractor for me. Oh, and do you now recall Fractor? No, I, I don't like I didn't want to look it up. I right. still don't know what Fractor is. Can you give me a hint? I do remember Fractor. Fractor was the kind of artsy, black and white, um, kind of Lara Croft, Tomb Raider style game that was like, that we were really hoping that'd be kind of cool because I think there was a lot of buzz around it at the time. But if memory serves, we were a little bit let down by the gameplay. Right. There is the movement controls and all that stuff was just a little bit buggy, right? The light and shadows. And the light and shadows. Yeah. Okay, I remember now. That was, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Locked that out of my memory. Well, spoiler alert, Fractor may pop up later on in some more future categories. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, uh, what was the game that uh, you have no recollection of playing, Edwin? I actually have two. Uh, the first one was from uh, the fourth episode of the year, and that was Charles. Hmm. You know what that was? It's like uh, almost like asteroid, but you move your little dot around, avoiding the people, and like a really simple um, display. It kind of looks like a balls game because it's really simple and flat. Oh, but, that sounds like a kind of game I should remember. Yeah, but it's like you're a dot, and you're just trying to avoid the enemies. I think, and it's like a white screen in the background, and you're just like a single dot trying to avoid like the bad guys. Okay, it's like an artsy take on asteroids. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, still still no. actually no recollection of that at all. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so sorry, Charles, you are not Game of the Year. There's also another one, a 16th Game of the Year, Underhand. What was yeah. that? It's like a strategic card game. 
where you had to, um, it kind of reminded me of Miracle Merchant, but less straightforward, right? Underhand is, I think you're trying to create a cult. Wasn't that the one? I am going to have to look this up on the App Store. Underhand, no results for underhand one word. Ugh. Oh, one of the first results for underhand seven is days seven days to play. <laughs> oh. oh, I was from Spoopy Squad. Yeah, that's it. Oh, which I, I remember the the name of the game company more than the actual game itself. <laughs> oh, yeah, now I see it. Yes, I'm looking at the screenshots. Oh, yes, I gotcha. Game studio name better than the game. That would have been a good category to have. <laughs> so, sorry, Charles and Underhand. And sorry, sorry, Fractor. Um, I, think that, I think the lesson here is that the names should be pretty representative of the games. Make it memorable, folks. Yeah, this is also us looking back at a list of names. It doesn't necessarily reflect our enjoyment of the game or not, but it's not a great sign that we have no recollection of playing them. <laughs> That's true. Next category, game with the stupidest name. My game of the year with the stupidest name, Fractor. <laughs> so far, two for two on the category appearances by Fractor. There's something about that name that's just so childish. It just really angers me. It sounds like what, if you asked a six-year-old what a cool name was, <laughs> they would come with Fractor. <laughs> And I think it's the E-R on the end that really bugs me. Like, if it was O-R, that might work a little bit better. But, yeah, something about fractor. It's like it's a horrible-sounding word. Yeah. And there's something very childish about it. Yeah, it's along the lines of, like, you know, someone thinking Zane is the coolest name. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's so edgy and mysterious. Fractor! (laughs) I have to say, for this one... Um, one that came close, mainly because it wasn't really indicative of the game at all, was Charles, right? But that is not my pick. Not a great memorable name. See, see previous category. Right. It's like having a, an action-based shooter and calling it Robert, right? <laughs> Just doesn't work. But that's not my pick for the, for the game with the stupidest name. I have picked... Balls Rush. (laughs) I'm on board with this too. Yeah, it's just, there is something about spelling balls with a Z (laughs) and adding the rush. But on top of that, like, I think even the game didn't really represent Balls Rush for me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was mad at it because it enticed you with... The Balls name. The Balls name, which we know and love. Love (laughs) swinging my ball chain. And now they put Rush on the end, and it's a totally different game with no real bearing or resemblance to the aforementioned balls. And we just felt a little bit cheated. Yeah. Gotcha there. Balls Rush. Yeah, they probably just did yeah, random, random word generator. What can we put after the word balls for this game that sort of has the same color palette as balls? And possibly the same image elements. <laughs> right, but just slightly 3D'd. Yeah, Balls Rush, stupid name. Agreed. Next, Next category, cat- Edwin. Next category, we played a lot of golf games, so I thought it was only fair. Oh, have Best we? golf game. <laughs> <laughs> Before we were banned by Sam's wife. 
Um, we shall revisit more golf games next year because, oh, there have been a few that have come out in the App Store since we've decided the, the, the golf game tariff, if you will. How many golf games did we actually review one or play? Yeah, yeah about five. That's kind of a lot. Yeah, that's quite, that's quite a lot. <laughs> um, from those five, I yeah, think my favorite. I, shall I give a shout out to those five? Yeah, let's do it. We played Nano Golf Puzzle Putting. We played Drolf. We played Golf Club Colon Wasteland. We played Golfing Around. That was a five, yeah. Wasn't there like OK Golf or something like that? No, Vista Golf. That was last year. Uh, oh, are you kidding? Was that your pick? That was going to be my pick. Rats. <laughs> <laughs> quickly, choose quickly, because I'm going to tell you what my favorite golf game was for this year. Golf Club Wasteland. A bit of a slow burn, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was, because initially I didn't like the golf mechanics. But, you know, you know what got me at the end? It was a story. It was a story. The story got me. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I, I played it through mainly because the story was quite interesting. There was like really good elements with the radio that was playing in the background. I actually, played music that was made by the team alongside like interviews cool. about like what's happened to the earth. So all that together actually created a nice little story that I played through. It's Even pleasant. though it, it insisted on showing you that intro screen every time you opened the game. Oh my god! Something about <laughs> the world has gone to ruin. And the rich we people still play on golf. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> My golf game of the year. Which is not which Vista is, Golf. Which is not Vista Golf. Dang it. Although I want to say shout out Vista Golf. You're the one that's stuck in my memory and I liked you the most really. <laughs> but from this year, it's going to be Drolf. Mm. Contender for game with the stupidest name. <laughs> but, yeah. but I kind of liked it. Drolf. Yeah. Boring and golf. See, Drolf. A, game, a name like that, like, after you realize what it means, it kind of sticks with you, right? Yeah, I mean, I still remember that little factoid right now, drawing yeah. and golf. Mm-hmm. It was a nice twist on the traditional golf game. You got to draw in these walls to bounce the ball off. So I guess if you're being a golf purist, which I... Which you are. Um, well, well, hmm, sometimes I can be a golf purist, but... Had a bit um, of Rube Goldberg things into it, right? Um, also like some puzzle solving mechanisms of actually creating the solution with your fingers. Yeah. 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 That was a nice twist. I like it a lot. Drolf, you're my favorite golf game that we played this year. (laughs) (laughs) So from this 49 games, Edwin, I'm sure that we've had quite a few disappointing games, stuff that we thought would be really good. Yeah. But ultimately, ultimately no left us a little flat. Next category is, most disappointing game. Super Stickman Golf 2018. Oh. I was looking forward to this. It was the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, you know what? We haven't really played many or any football games, soccer games. And I thought it could actually work quite well on mobile. But, ah, oh, man, no. Yeah, it's pretty close to me not having any recollection of playing it. Yeah, I remember it being kind of trying to be a little bit too technical and too deep for like a game that seemed initially very simple and fun to get into. I'd say that's a pretty close one for me as well. For me, the most disappointing game this year was Harry Potter Hogwarts (laughs) Mystery. (laughs) But it did spawn my favorite episode of the year. (laughs) But yes. Hogwarts, what is it? Hogwarts Hogwild. Hogwild. (laughs) 
Hog yes. Wild Mystery. Expecto Patronum! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had so much hopes for this game. Like, you know, it was... It has a Harry Potter name to it. Seemed like it was being made from uh, a rather big company that knows what it's doing when it comes to making these large, massively multiplayer games that set you off to do things. So, I don't know. I expected a bit more than what it actually was. And I see occasionally they've got new characters and releasing updates and new expansion packs in the App Store for it. Yeah. So, I guess some people are still playing it, but... It just seems to be uh, a device for monetization, which to me is very icky. I do have a runner-up hmm. of the most disappointing game of the year. It's a little bit surprising, actually, but Kingdom Rush Vengeance. I really enjoyed it, if you recall. This mm-hmm. was, you know, six or seven days. But after that episode went out, I've just not had the inclination to play it again. I would open up the app and then go, oh, you know what? I don't really want to play, wow. <laughs> play this. Like a hard, like a pretty hard stop. Yeah, I think I kind of crashed crashed out pretty hard on that after playing, I don't know, 17 levels or something like that. The the luster of the game kind of wore off. I did, though, actually, I was going to send you a screenshot. I did play a level entirely, entirely with archers. Mm. And I won. Nice. So your experiment worked. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But yeah, it just looking back on it now, like it's such a heavy time commitment to go, I'm going to play this for 25 minutes. And actually, the action gets quite repetitive pretty quickly. Yeah, I think that was the main issue for me, too, with with that game in particular, is that if you've played the other previous games and you got your fill of it, then even if there's slightly things that are different, it was generally too similar in nature. Yeah. I did learn what a tower defense game was, though. So thank you for that. On to the next category, Edwin. Game you wouldn't admit to your cool friends that you actually kind of liked? That's a trick question because I have no cool friends. Aha. Well, there we go. No, I'm joking. I do have very cool friends. I hang with the coolest of friends, Edwin. And what wouldn't you ever admit to them that you kind of liked? Oh, this is tricky because I actually do admit all my... (laughs) Of course, you're a very open, sharing person. And I, you know, I thrive on self-deprecation. Also true. But, I mean, I was going to name this guilty pleasure, but I don't like that term, and I'm mm. trying not to use it. Like, a, you know what? You should just own things that you like. Yeah. But I wanted to say, I wanted to, you know, encourage, like, what's this game that's, oh, you feel a little bit... You know that you're purposefully chasing your bliss when you're playing this game. Chase your bliss. Chase your bliss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and for me, that's PUBG Mobile. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Did we did we review that this year? Yes, we, we did. did. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, PUBG Mobile. So that game, we've had our fair share of discussion of PUBG Mobile, and it's still a game that we occasionally play in the office after hours. Still try and entice Sam to a quick duo after work, <laughs> only to raise my blood pressure and make my hands <laughs> really cold and sweaty from the excitement. But I do enjoy it. Only thing is like. The friends that I usually talk about games with, we talk about like PC games and PUBG for us has sort of moved off of that scale and we're, we're on to other games. And so for that reason, uh, I would hesitate to admit, although I have admitted that I play PUBG mobile. <laughs> How about you, Edwin? You know, the game I 
I'm I mean, really embarrassed to admit I enjoyed. Aren't all these games <laughs> games <laughs> that you wouldn't admit to your friends? Oh yeah, but I can. But the ones I I enjoy, you know, uh, and mine would be Furriester's Cat Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a close one for me too. <laughs> like Neku Atsume, similar deal, but like that was kind of cool. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like Neku Atsume, but. But Reese's Cat Cafe is something about it. It's just so. It's a lot worse. It's a lot worse, isn't it? Somehow, I don't know why. It's, yeah. It seems to be a better game than that Nikotsume. Like it seems there's more mechanics, more strategy, <clears throat> more things that you can actually do. But for yeah. some reason, the art style and the way that it's actually come together as a full game. Um. Yeah, yeah I feel like you kind of should be embarrassed that you like it. <laughs> <laughs> see there you go this is the category for me <laughs> but i liked that i can design my own cafe bring my own furniture in pimp out those cats so a close one for me was actually um my tamagotchi forever because if you recall oh. <laughs> i actually played quite a lot of that game and there were some mini games in there that were actually better than full-fledged oh. versions of the mini games the, the match three was it match three game the match it was, three yes it was an excellent that match was, three game that, that was a pretty good game <laughs> revisiting an old category that we had from last year and i believe you created this category last year is the game that made you want to lick your phone from how beautiful the graphics are and what was that game for you that game for me was grim valor Mm, that is a gorgeous or game. Grimvala. Grimvala. Yeah. While I couldn't quite dedicate the time to get good at the on-screen controls and have all the, the dexterity to play it, it looked great. And it was, yeah, kind of unlike most of the other games I've seen. I didn't want to to choose a, you know, a retro 8-bit style game because... I've, you know, I feel like we've seen them a lot. It's sometimes a bit of a cop out to do that. Whereas Grimvala, 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 they, they, yeah, <laughs> Mister Grimvala, Bobby Grimvala, he just owned their own art style from the get go and didn't try to make it retro. I don't know. I thought they did a good job. It looked great. So, my pick for this is a game that you dislike, uh, Goragoa. Goragoa. Now, this was the sort of hand-drawn style, walk through a painting, through a painting, holding a flower pot, which turns into a... Light bulb. Yeah, so that game is just like really special in terms of all the visuals that are in it, because they're all hand-drawn by one person um, with insane detail. So, much props to that. Um, You have to see it to believe it, like how detailed and beautiful this game is. Highly recommend it. Uh, A close one for me, and I think it's just, just a gorgeous game in general but it's almost like too good and gorgeous that it doesn't really stand out if you don't really notice it um is alto's odyssey the design in that game is really impeccable the menus are all sort of with nice fonts um except for that exclamation mark whenever it gives you a little helpful tip of not to hit the rocks (laughs) watch out for that rock (laughs) but yeah it's uh, a gorgeous game with like everything that's just set in place. But yeah, I have to pick Gorgoa as my year's most lickable game. And before we get to game of the year, least favorite game of the year. Oh, least favorite. Like the game that made you want to delete, delete it right away. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go first. 
because I think it was, we might have the same game. Cristiano Ronaldo, kick and run. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty terrible. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Um, yeah, just such a cash grab. The gameplay was simplistic and tedious. It was really just crazy amount of things going on that actually turned out to be a pretty tedious game. Um, I mean, it was funny because his face is just this bizarre rendering of a <laughs> terrible 3D model of Ronaldo. This um, is him smiling all the time. Yeah, yes. Like yeah. he could be hit by a car, but he's still smiling. Punch him in the nuts. He's smiling. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Mine is a close one, but it's it's very similar in nature. Mine is criminal case, save the world. Oh, that was pretty bad too. <laughs> I'd say they're almost made by the same company. I feel it has the same menu be. systems, the same monetization tricks, the same <laughs> stupid smiling face looking at you on the screens. Yeah, it's just one of those games that's just out there to make money and it's really gross. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And before we get to our game of the year, I thought we could just quickly call out Apple's game of the year. Well, they have four games of the year, and I'm proud to say we've played three out of the four. Donuts County, mm-hmm. Gotta Goa, mm-hmm. and Alto's Odyssey. Oh. And then the fourth one, which we didn't play, The Gardens Between. Which I've, I've never heard, heard of. that one, yeah. Good on those people for making those excellent games, and congratulations for being Apple's games of the year. May have to pick up this The Gardens Between. Is that like a, an innuendo? Oh, Sam. <laughs> Not everything's an innuendo. Come to my gardens between. No. <laughs> With that, let's get to our game of the year. Sam, what was your game of the year? My pick is Donut County. Uh-huh. Yeah, you like that game. Yep. It seems unoriginal because you just mentioned the Apple's <laughs> pick know, of the year. <laughs> But I absolutely love this game. And it had everything that I was looking for, I think. The art style was really gorgeous, really creative story, um, nice characters, right? Like, nice, fun characters, and something that you can enjoy and finish in, like, a short amount of time um, and still, still, you know, remember it very fondly. I had some qualms with the story and kind of, <laughs> kind of getting in the way. Like, you'd have to watch these cutscenes, but that says... When you got to the actual gameplay... Good stuff. The good stuff happened then, yeah. My game of the year, to no one's surprise, PUBG Mobile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, to this day, I'm still playing a round or two at least every day. You are, you are well addicted to this game. I am pretty well addicted. You know, I've been playing a lot of War Mode recently. Like, it just works very well on mobile as a quick pick-up-and-play for a few minutes kind of game. You just have to kill some people every now and then to... Yeah, right? It's very, you, you can actually put it down for a second, come back to it again. I play it most days. I often try and get you to play a quick duo in arcade modes. Mm-hmm. I think all the arcade modes work pretty well on mobile, which is just like quicker. There's the quicker version of, um, of the game. Uh, they released the Sandhawk map. They are going to be releasing the new Snow map, which just came out on, uh, on PC recently. So, you know, they're doing, doing pretty good. I, I have a feeling PUBG Mobile is actually doing better than PUBG PC. I get that sense, but I might be off. So we have to come to a conclusion about what Seven Days to Play Game of the Year is. I mean, I'm happy to go with Donut County because that's a pretty good game. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go with Donut County as well. But I think 
There are some that we've actually both played seven days on. I mean, I would like to give an honorable mention. Paco Forever. Best Rally. Best Rally. Yeah, that's also pretty good. Never Stop Sneaking. Never Stop Sneaking had a very long shelf life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that a lot too. Pocket Run Pool. Pocket Run Pool, I think is also one of them. Yeah. Also Pocket City. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you're now you're just picking, picking no, games. No, I mean, these are all games yeah. that we've relatively played six days or more on together. That's true. Yeah, and then my my honorable mention is Florence. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here with your cello playing hipster boyfriend. <laughs> Named Krish. <laughs> but yes, fine. You can have Florence as long as I never have to play it ever again. Yeah, and it's a great game. I think I think it's a very delightful game. I have seen it on some games of the year lists, so I am clearly in a minority, <laughs> which I'm okay with. What a fantastic year for mobile games. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're seeing a bit of a shift away from the loot boxes and some of the worse monetization things happening. I don't know if it's entirely true, but it felt like there's been less of the gross monetization stuff in the games we played recently over the trend of the year. I don't know. I'm trying to identify trends. I don't know if you'd agree with that or not. Yeah, I think I think people are being more aware of like the loot box, mainly also because... Um, I think it's now required by law to give you a sense of what are the chances of you getting certain stuff in loot boxes. Right. Um, and so that probably helps. I also think that people are getting, getting a little bit more cautious about how much they're actually spending through these loot boxes and just like some of the gross coin slash gem based monetization things that happens in game. So I think there's a bit of that. Um, if you were to pick like a type of game that you'd like to see next year, like what would that be? I would love to see more uh, kind of mobile-first strategy games. Games I'm thinking, I mean specifically of maybe the honorable mention from last year, like Steam World Heist, where it's perfect on mobile because it's turn-based. There's no real like time pressure to have to pay attention right now for this set amount of time. You can pick it up, restart easily. Uh, but it's also got strategy in there and a bit of action. Uh, I would love to see a little bit more of that, which I think we didn't really get in some of the games this year. I mean, maybe like Pocket City, you know, you're going to pick up, play a little bit and put away. Um, yeah, I would. that would be things I would like to see. And more golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, I really hope that games next year focus on games that don't need an internet connection. Oh boy, yeah. More yeah. games that are actually taken into consideration, you know, a user's time and how paying for an ad is actually worth it so that it gets rid of the ads altogether and doesn't bother you anymore. Like, I wish there was a more emphasis around that. Uh, there are lots of times where you just want to enjoy, be able to enjoy a game and not be interrupted. And so I think even that as a concept should hold up. So where it's a game where it just sort of wraps itself nicely um, and doesn't need any other extra things outside of the game. You know, you don't need to connect it to Facebook. You don't need to connect your your stupid thing on Game Center. It just mm, allows you to oh, enjoy, yeah, like like a story or something that has tactics, like you said, that um, it just comes in like a nice little package. I think, yeah, I hope game. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like I hope games tend to be more in that fashion where rather than like waiting for downloads and external updates and all that stuff i hope you're listening nintendo <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, every single level you had to download a game. <laughs> you had to download like eight megs. What were your speaking of Dragalia Lost? What were your final impressions? Thinking back on it now, Dragalia. I mean, it's a fine game. It's definitely yeah. not the worst offender. Um, for me, yeah. it's it's not as gross as some of the other collectathon games where it's just totally about monetization. Here, at least, it gives you like a nice bit of story, like good voice acting, good music, uh, good graphics, right? Yeah. Um, so to me, it wasn't like the worst offender. So kind of just like middle of the road. And that is your very special end of the year episode concluded. Thank you for everyone that has listened to this year's season of, <laughs> I don't want to say season because we don't go in seasons, but this year's set of games uh, on seven days to play. Yep. I hope you've not spent as much money as we have. <laughs> Hopefully this has or prevented maybe you. We've, yeah. yeah, we've saved you a few, a few dollars here and there. <laughs> So treat yourself to a cup of coffee and say, seven days to play, bought me this. And then go out and buy Donut County. Right. Because that is our game of the year. Yes, you should pick that game. It is very delicious. All right. We're going to take a couple of weeks off and we will be back 2019 for a whole new 49 games. 49 to possibly 50 games just to have a clean (laughs) number. All right. So join us, play games with us and tweet at us at seven days to play. Follow us on Instagram, seven days to play. And still, don't email us, but have a happy holidays. Do that instead. Seven days to play.